This Doug and Danny podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the only bar you need to know in Carney. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. It is Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's with you on this Thursday, the 18th of January. And we're going to be talking storm hockey in a little bit with Anthony Noreen. Tri-City is on the road. They've got three games in the next three nights on the road after playing just one last week. So we'll talk with the coach up in Fargo and uh, rescheduled our interview with Tice Westland. I think we got everything fixed up from yesterday. So uh, Tice, the defensive end for the Wyoming Cowboys uh, out of Pleasanton, we're going to get a chance to catch up with him. And after the show today, it's Where's the Line? Andy and the gang will be talking about the NFL playoffs, a little hoops and all that. And we're going to give you a chance to win the final set of tickets to Nebraska and Northwestern. It's Alumni Day. They're going to honor the 94 Big 8 Championship Tournament team. Eric Pietkowski, Danny Knee, all the great fun from back of the day. I'm sure Strickland will be there and, and many, many others. are saying about 70 former players, administration, staff members will be on hand. That's a 115 game against Northwestern, and uh, that is coming up on Saturday. We're going to give you a chance to win those tickets a little bit later on, and I, I'm sorry. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but I just keep warning Husker basketball fans, and it's as frustrating for me, and I'm sure it's as frustrating for Coach Hoiberg, but you just you play so well to put yourself in position to win, and then you just lose your mind. You just lose your mind last night. It, it's, uh, it's what makes, I guess, athletics fun and unpredictable and nerve-wracking all at the same time and infuriating and frustrating all the words that go along with that. Somebody somewhere has to have a psychological study done on what it is that allows some individual athletes or collective athletes as a team either put the hammer down, go for the throat, whatever euphemism you want to use, or not have that ability and allow a team to come back. Because last night I'm sitting at a local eatery We see the ball go in the air. Hey, Nebraska's playing cool. Midway through the first half, hey, they've got a double-digit lead. Looks like they're going to win on the road at Rutgers. And I really didn't pay much attention once we left. Came home, doing stuff around the house, and then my social media lights up. That Nebraska not only lost, but at the very end, and I I didn't see the details. Sometimes it can get away from you by the time you're calling timeouts and shooting free throws and making them, not making them, not making them on the other end. But after a while, you're like, what happened? How do you have a double-digit lead for most of the game and then end up not being able to put the hammer down, go for the throat, whatever that looks like? How do you let that happen? And it seems like for Nebraska, it's happened a couple of times. How can you go nine and a half minutes without making a bucket. And that's what happened at the end of the second half. And Nebraska still got it to overtime without making a bucket. It sprinkled in some free throws. But it's it's frustrating, frustrating for a team that you want to see get back to the NCAA tournament, maybe have that opportunity to win the NCAA tournament, get the monkey off the back as the only Power 5 program to never win an NCAA men's tournament game. And you just have nights like that. That was a game you got to win. I mean, I said a split on the road with Iowa and Rutgers. Iowa shot lights out, and Rutgers just got every rebound there was last night. And you're going to get a few calls at home, so if people were upset with that. But you don't give up 25 offensive rebounds in a basketball game, even if you're playing summer rec league at 
fourth grade level. And going nine and a half minutes tells me that the Huskers don't have what I call a Green Bay Packers play. Back when Lombardi was the coach, they had the power sweep. Whenever the Packers needed to get yards, they had the one play they know they could go to. And either the power sweep or if they were anticipating something, the sucker trap. Either one of those two would get them the yards they needed. If the Huskers don't have one play in their arsenal that is just about as close as it can be guaranteed to get them a bucket, and then that person executes, whether it's clear out, go one-on-one with your best player, if you don't have the Green Bay Packer play, that's on the coaching staff. It's hard to be a coach, and that's why we welcome in Anthony Noreen, the head coach of the Tri-City Storm from the Great White North. Good morning, Coach. Solid segue there, Doug. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Hockey's a different deal. Soccer's a different deal uh, because of the lack of scoring. Baseball, I think, is a different deal. You can try and manufacture a run. At any level, I'm sure you have to find a way to manufacture offense. Transition that for me. I mean, you haven't had a ton of problems with that this year. There's been a couple 2-1 games. It was 3-2 shootout last week. But what do you do when you have a team that hits a couple of weeks where they're really struggling offensively? Yeah, I mean, what I always try, and I think it's more mental than physical, usually, um, specifically when you get to higher levels. Like if you're playing at this level, if you're playing at a Division One athlete level, if you're playing at the professional level, like you've probably done a lot of scoring in your life, whether that's a basketball player, as you said, a soccer player, a hockey player, a football player, whatever it is. And to me, it's like you've scored your whole life. Like you should expect to score. You should wake up telling yourself you're going to score. You should tell yourself, I'm a goal scorer. That's what I do. I score goals. I'm going to score. It's going to go in. When it doesn't go in, you just keep putting that in your mind and, and eventually when you do score, you'll never look back. And, and that's, to me, I think it's, it's a mental thing. And I think it's really hard also, no matter what sport you play, to get caught up in, in evaluating your game only on scoring. And I think that that's a problem of a lot of young athletes. And, and I think that starts a lot of times with parents of that's what you evaluate a game on. And I know for like a hockey player, I mean, listen, you could be the best player in the world and if you're scoring two goals every three games, like you, you're the best player in the world. Whereas, you know, in the NHL, if you score 20 goals in an 82 game season, like you're on the verge of being a star. Like you're, you're an invaluable player. So what do you do in the other three out of four games when you're not scoring a goal? And to me, it's like build that backup game, build that value, build that worth to where, you know what? Like even when he's not scoring, man, he's a great teammate, man. He brings energy. He plays our way. He plays the right way. He, you know, he does so many things that make him valuable. And then when he scores, it's a bonus. And I think that's, you know, so again, it's those two things. I think it's mental, it's confidence, but it's also like having a backup to your game to where you are a, an extremely valuable member of your team, no matter what sport it is, whether you're scoring or not. Coach, when the time comes, obviously hockey, you cannot run a set play like you can in football and even to some degree in basketball, but you know, for the Bulls, they always knew they were going to Jordan. Kobe Bryant was going to get it for the Lakers. What is that equivalent that you have for the Storm? <laughs> is there a particular line? Is there a particular setup that you would use? Is there one guy on your team right now? The puck is definitely going to be around. How would you handle that where you have to have a goal? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the best players want the ball. No different than in hockey, the best players want the puck on their stick. And, you know, I think that's for us. Uh, you know, the power play would be the, the, the most similar concept where it's like you are running some set plays. You, you do have some set looks. We have five guys. They have four. 
you know, somebody's got to be open. Here's some things we're looking for. And, and I, ideally, we want to get the, pe- the puck on our best players fix and, and trust that they're going to make a play. Um, you know, obviously with a team like ours, you know, when, when you've got a special player like a Trevor Conley, you're trying to get the puck on his stick in, in, in certain situations. But I also think like a lot of times it's just the way the game's going. What type of night is it? Is it a night where maybe a, a guy who's got an elite brain like an Artemi Nizamayev, like that's a guy who could kind of think his way through it? Or is it, you know, just a hard, ugly, big, strong game where it's like, hey, maybe we need some of our bigger, heavier, older guys. You know, now we got Nick Rukanakis back and, you know, a, a Blake Steenerson who's a big body, power forward. Like, I just think it's it's dependent on the night. And I think every team and every opponent kind of calls for a different recipe. So I think you got to kind of be dialed into that. You also got to, like, not be married. Just because a guy's been your best player all year, if he's not going that night, I think that's something that a coach has got to be tuned into and, and, and realize, like, hey, listen, yeah, this guy's been our best player, but you know what? Tonight's just not his night. But this other guy kind of feeling it right now, and you got a little bit of a hunch, and maybe that's the guy you go with in a key moment. And, again, those are the, those are the intricacies and the moving parts of, of coaching. And when you get it right, you, you look like a genius. And when you get it wrong, people are like, what the heck was, <laughs> was he thinking? You know? and, and, again, that's, that's kind of part of the beauty of the role. Tri-City Storm head coach Anthony Noreen joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Storm Thursdays, Doug, due to Brandon Bennett's. They play at Fargo tonight. I won't sugarcoat it. I'll ask you straight out this way, Coach. Is it frustrating that the Storm bus could make it to Lincoln and the Lincoln bus couldn't make it to Kearney last week? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it was one of those. It's Listen, it is what it is. We took an extra night rest. Uh, we would have loved to have played that game. Now to jam it in late the season is going to be tough. I mean, you know, we've made those trips before knowing that the weather's going to possibly be bad after and you just stay the night in the town and you travel the next day when it clears up. You obviously never put your team in any sort of danger. And again, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've stayed the night in Lincoln and gotten a hotel room because, hey, it just wasn't, we didn't feel safe after the game. Yeah, it's a short trip, but, you know, it just, it was, it was the smart thing to stay and we did it. So, yeah, there was a little bit of, of that. But, you know, it is what it is. We go, we got one game in, and now we'll just have to find, kind of find a way to, to fit the other one in some point later in the season. Well, you're going to have to become a master of it because right now in the middle of a seven-game road trip and then <laughs> to turn around and squeeze another game in the middle of all the already busy schedule. We've talked a little bit about this before, but how do you handle that now as you're getting deeper into the season? Well, I know it's cliche, but one day at a time, that's, that's, that's all you could do. And you, you got to just constantly reevaluate, you know, what's your health like? What's the status of the team? How are we doing? What's our confidence level? Like do we have high energy. Do we have low energy? You know, who's maybe coming on, who maybe needs a little bit of rest. Like that's just a constant everyday, um, you know, communication amongst the staff, communication to the players, um, just kind of having a feel for the room. Um, Again, just to play, you know, to, to put into perspective, I mean, this road trip, you know, you you leave Carney yesterday at, at 9 a.m. You wind up getting here around 7 p.m. to Fargo. Um, you play tonight. You travel, I think it's the five hours to Sioux City tonight after the game. They didn't play. They're not playing tonight. They're sitting there waiting for us. You play them tomorrow. You play them again Saturday and a quick turnaround. Um, I mean, these are, these are, are challenging road trips. Um, and again, a lot of it has to do with, like I said, the status of the team. I and mean, we're pretty, pretty banged up right now and have some key guys out of the lineup. And I always look at that as, as an opportunity. Here's an opportunity for maybe some guys to, to get more minutes or bigger role than they've had in the past and chance to step up and, 
um, again, I know we talked about it last week, but we got some deadlines coming up and we're going to have to make some decisions on where, what potentially we need to, to upgrade or in things like that. So I just feel like these, these road trips are, man, this is what really gets you ready. Like for these guys long-term in their careers, when you have tough roads like this, I just think it's, it's, it's why our guys, when they get to the division one level are so ready when they walk in as freshmen and why, when they get to the pro level, they don't blink at anything. And it's, it's all kind of uh, normal, if not easy um, is because they've gone through stuff like this. Coach, when you make that long 10 hour road trip to Fargo or the 10 hour road trip anywhere East that you go, obviously you got to stop every now and then because the bus driver needs a break. You have to swap those out. You need fuel. You need to get the guys off to grab a snack or something. Do you take additional breaks just to get the players off the bus do some stretching, do some light calisthenics, do just something to help get the blood flowing? And do you have a certain clock where you only want to travel so many hours before you get them up and get them moving? Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the stuff in the in the sports science department is just way different, even in the last couple of years, just since being here. Like in the old days, like in old days, I'm saying probably three, four years ago, not even, maybe two years ago, on a day like yesterday, we'd get the guys to the rink, we'd practice. We'd then load the bus, we'd travel, we'd get off. You know, now, like, the sports science is like, it's, it, that's not a good thing to, to get through a practice, and, and now your hips and growing and all that stuff's tight, and now you sit on a bus for 10 hours. So, you know, what we've done with these long trips is you just make it a travel day. We had a hard practice Monday, a hard practice Tuesday. Yesterday, the guys got in about an hour before the bus took off. Um, they all jumped on a bike and did a little bit of, of uh, just some mobility stuff uh, to get moving. And then we stop halfway, we get lunch, they get moving, we get them off the bus, we get them walking, we encourage them if they're not sleeping to get up and move on the bus and stand. And that's something our strength coach is on them about. And then when we got in last night, it's okay, now you're dropping your stuff at the arena, you're coming back to the hotel, you're having dinner. And then we had a full um, like mobility, foam roll, get moving, stretch yourself out, you know, kind of get some of the, the, the you know, just kind of get your legs moving and get them active after sitting down for a while. And then we're up this morning. We're doing the same thing again. So a lot of it's just managing, taking care of your body, um, you know, keeping yourself moving. Like, as you said, keeping the blood flowing and trying to give yourself the best chance once the puck drops tonight. Storm coach Anthony Noreen, we talk about all this. Nobody has played fewer games in the league right now than the Storm. Now, there's a bunch of them that have played 30, but people like Dubuque, Sioux Falls, 34 and 35 games in. Tonight's game is actually the halfway point in the season. It seems like we'd be farther along that way, Coach. So you're halfway home. We know that Fargo is absolutely dominating the league, setting it 28-4 and four on this pace. They will shatter every record that comes with USHL uh, winning, and uh, you're setting fifth right now in the league. You're at the halfway point. You talked a little bit ago about maybe shoring up this team. You told us you're always going to be a buyer, not a seller. So where would you assess the Tri-City Storm halfway through the season? Yeah, I, th I think we're still figuring ourselves out, really. Um, you know, just getting a couple guys, veteran guys. You know, you're, you're allowed four 20-year-olds in our league. So for us this year, it's guys that are born in 2003. And, you know, we've gone a long portion of the season with only having two of those guys because Nick Rukinakis was on the IR and Zach Beatty was on the, on the IR. So those guys just came back. Um, I think that's a big boost to our lineup, some size, some strength, some veteran leadership. Um, you know, we want to see how we go with those guys. They, they were both out of the lineup last time we were here. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing is now we've got some of our other top guys out. So we, we really need to need to see this full lineup together. 
Um, I think it's a great measuring stick to play Fargo tonight, to play Sioux City tomorrow and Saturday. Obviously, those teams are sitting one and two in the league. I think it's great that we got them on the road, knowing you know if it were to start today, we'd have to come into one or both of those arenas um, and, and win a playoff series. So I think it's just, again, it's a constant evaluation of the individuals, of the team, you know, of where we're at, how tight, how cohesive, because you don't want to make a move just to make a move. If, if the locker room is right and the guys are in a good spot, you know, sometimes you just kind of make one little tweak or two. But, you know, if, if you know, as you say, if you don't have the right people on the bus and the right people in the room, like, then you've got to uh, evaluate stuff. So we want to give the, this group, this veteran group, you know, guys like August Loon, Sean McEwen that are now here in their third year, and a lot of the returning guys that paid their dues last year, you always want to give them what you feel is the best shot heading down the stretch. And again, we're, we're going to continue to evaluate that. And I, I think it's, even though we're at the halfway point, I think it's just kind of still too early to tell with this group because there've been so many moving pieces and, and bodies in and bodies out and injuries and things like that. Not that you ever get a hundred percent healthy, but I think we've got to see this group together, like I said, for a couple of weeks and be able to evaluate there. But, but this weekend will be a really good, really good measuring stick overall for us. 34 points for the storm when the bus is heading home on Saturday night. I'm expecting 40. I'll live with 39 uh, with these three games on the road. We'll let you go with this one, Coach. You talked about the guys coming back. You referenced earlier that you are a little banged up. Who's What is the injury situation? Who's out? How long? How does it affect where you're at right now? Yeah, I mean, just some, some key guys up front. August Balloon, obviously one of our captains and one of our leading scorers. Um, we don't believe it's anything too long-term. Um, we're hoping it's, you know, this weekend out and hopefully back for the Madison weekend, if not the weekend after that. Um, our Timmy Nizamayev, obviously a, a key cog to our offensive contribution. He's going to be out this weekend as well. Um, kind of similar. We're hoping that he's back for the Madison weekend. You know, shouldn't be anything too long-term with either of those guys. But but like I said, you know, they're, they're too Two real key pieces for us, so hopefully get them back. On, on the flip side, listen, we played last Saturday without Trevor, um, without Philly on, on D tour, our better players, potentially best players. So, you know, it's like you get a couple guys back, a couple guys are out, and that's kind of hockey. But like I said, you, you hope we get everybody healthy and in, in, in the right spot before we make the stretch run. All right, Coach, best of luck this weekend, and we'll talk again next week. Always appreciate the time. All right, thanks a lot, fellas. Take care. Anthony Noreen, head coach of the Tri-City Storm, playing at Fargo tonight, and then uh, swing right on over and have back-to-back games Friday and Saturday at Sioux City, as he said, the number one and two teams in the West. When was the last time you took a really long bus trip? Anything more than two hours, three hours? Yeah, I haven't done that. I can't imagine what that would be like. I take that back. Went with Loper football to a game at Washburn. A couple of years ago, and that's a that's a five hour trip, whatever it is to Topeka. That was plenty long. <laughs> that was plenty long to be able to fit this frame into that. Yeah, that was that was a trip. And then when you get home, you can relax on your brand new mattress from Husker Sit and Sleep. It's called Segway Seven Central Avenue. They're open ten to six Monday through Saturday, one to four on Sunday. Stop in and see what they have. The best prices in town, and their low overhead means lower prices. Brand new furniture and mattresses, all with the manufacturer's warranty. And, of course, they've got some great recliners and other furniture out there for you as well. The uh, supporters of our grand prize of the Doug and Daddy Bowl Bonanza. And you can find out why they're so good by checking them out at Husker Sit 
nsleep.com. Don't want to get out quite yet in this weather. Huskers sit the letter N, sleep.com. They sell it right off the floor. Buy it, see it, take it. Of course, they deliver. No pressure sales. It's the same low prices every day when you see the gang at Huskers Sit and Sleep, Central Avenue, Kearney. At Johnson Landscape, we don't just see landscapes. We see dreamscapes. Sprinklers with precision. Plants with purpose. Outdoor living for new beginnings. For over 25 years, this has been our passion. With unmatched quality, precision, and expertise. At Johnson Landscape, every project is like our own. And every customer like family. Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes, in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farm or ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through FBO Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life and auto and home and business insurance. Imagine that. One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Kearney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308-234-4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. Here's your Tri-Cities weather forecast. A windchill watch begins at 6 p.m. tomorrow night. A windchill advisory begins at 6 p.m. tonight. Chance for snow today, otherwise cloudy skies expected. Highs level off around 19. Winds out of the north, 10 to 15 miles per hour. Clear skies tonight, lows dip down to about 4 below. A dusting of snow today. From the Weatherology Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki. Currently, it's 15 degrees. Duck and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities, brought to you by your Carney Taco Johns. Bigger, better, bolder. It's always a good time for tacos, even for breakfast. Get your breakfast burritos or whatever it is that you enjoy for the morning. Get your cup of coffee and orange juice and enjoy a great start to the day. Or during the month of January, $2 off their signature six-pack and a pound, soft shell, hard shell, or mix them together and put in that pound of potato Olays, tacos and Olays, so, so good any time of the day or night. And don't forget to join their Bigger Boulder Rewards Loyalty Program and get free food. You get a free fried chicken taco with any purchase just for joining, then start racking up the points to earn more of your faves for free. Burritos, tacos, quesadillas, ice-cold beverages, yachuros, whatever it is you like for dessert as well. They're there for you at your Carney Taco John's right here on East Highway 30 and on the north side of town, West 56th Street. I'm so glad that they don't market the six-pack and a pound as a family dinner <laughs> because it doesn't take no family when I go and pick it up. And I believe. that I Always like uh, catching just little news and notes out there uh, from – Social media. Mitch Sherman threw this one up this morning. He goes, 
You know, last week, uh, it was the 20-year anniversary of the hiring of Bill Callahan. He goes, it passed very quietly. This week, Brian Callahan, his son, is up for four NFL head coaching vacancies. If Steve Peterson never tripped through that 41-day search, none of it would have unfolded the same way. Wow. True dat, Mitch. That's a good point. True yes. True dat, Absolutely. Mitch. I've always said what would happen if Tom Osborne had been elected governor. Things would have been different on the University of Nebraska Athletic Department before. And we actually, after a number of years, finally got that opportunity uh, to ask Coach Congressman about that. And interesting answer that he gave us a couple of years ago. That is a very good point. I had not thought about that. But, yeah, that uh... – you know, one of the things they always tell people who study history is, you know, don't play the what-if game because you because there's so many variables in there. You can't account for everything, but still it's tantalizing. You know, there are so many coincidences of history or just odd quirks, and what would have happened if you know, they wouldn't have hired Steve Peterson as the AD to bring in Callahan? What happens if they wouldn't have hired Callahan? What happens if Osborne – I mean, there's – there, there are so many things to play what if, and it's so tantalizing, but as historians, you just you can't do it because there are so many variables, and it leads you down so many rabbit holes you just don't know. Doug, due to Brandon Bennett, we're going to talk with Tice Westland, the Wyoming defensive end here in a couple of minutes. Also, the Pleasanton grad about his first full season on the field after redshirting and then not getting on the field with the depth chart last year. Uh, we're going to see how things pan out for Jawan Gary. We talked at the top of the show about Nebraska men's basketball. He was injured. This is a key cog. He might be the most versatile all-around player Nebraska has. It didn't look good when they took him off the floor in the second half. So we'll find out more as they get ready for Northwestern. On the flip side, boy, Creighton didn't look good again. I know you're playing on the road against number one, but to hold, be held to 48 points, that is so non-Creighton-esque. And we talked about living by the three, dying by the three, which I think Nebraska – there's, there's taking threes, and then there's throwing the ball towards the rim from beyond the arc, and Nebraska did that too much last night, and they're 35 attempts, making 13. Uh, so, you know, I guess you're supposed to survive at over 33%, which they did, but they took some bad shots down the stretch, and Creighton just couldn't make anything. So uh, they now play at Seton Hall Saturday morning, and then uh, Nebraska women, a bright spot last night. They really handled Michigan 62-43, to and Natalie Potts continues to do it. She'll probably be the freshman of the week again. She's had it five times already in the Big Ten, and Nebraska wins it by 19 over Michigan. Both teams came in at 12-5. and Now the Huskers make probably the roughest road trip in the Big Ten. They go to Penn State on Sunday, and tip-off is set at noon. Hastings College, a couple of very exciting games last night. Almost came away with the sweep of Concordia and then almost got swept by Concordia in the women's game, looking for their fifth straight win. They had the lead going into the fourth quarter, but the eighth-ranked Bulldogs outscored Hastings 21-5 in the fourth quarter and won it by 13-70-57. Bailey Kissinger in just her fourth game with Hastings after transferring over from UNK during the Christmas break led the way with 14 points. The Hastings men were up 17 in the second half and then start watching how the Huskers do it. And the next thing you know, Quinn Johnson, our Loomis grad, had to hit a free throw with three seconds to go to win at 79-78. But you win. You found the way to win the basketball game. And that is one of the major differences here. Reggie Thomas, 25 points. Tyreek McMurrin, 20 points, nine rebounds. They're still on top of the league at 8-1. and one. They're receiving votes for the top 25 poll in the nation, which came out yesterday. The teams will host Dort on Saturday, and the Dort women are number one in the country. 
that's going to be a tall order, but that's the reason it's nice to be able to have that win going into something like that. Also, I uh, want to mention uh, that we've got our winners <clears throat> from uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Week 18, fantasy football. Wanted to mention that. Ryan and Brian come away as the uh, first and second, and now we get ready to draw out the winners uh, a little bit later this month for the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Not just for the big game, quote-unquote, but also for the big prize, and uh, hopefully they'll be a little generous and share with others. <laughs> you would love that, wouldn't you? I wouldn't turn it down, i am yeah. be honest with you. Matt Rule made it official yesterday in the announcement of Glenn Thomas coming in from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he will be the co-offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Uh, he comes in after spending some time at Temple and at Baylor with Coach Rule. Also was the offensive coordinator for a year at Arizona State. Dylan Rayola uh, talked about being recruited by him when he was a sophomore in high school. He's over there at the Polynesian Bowl uh, with Carter Nelson and others. That game is going to be played tomorrow night. And then on the UNK side, I don't, I don't even know how you feel about this. When I first saw the story, uh, I, I, I guess my gut kind of turned up a little bit because I'm happy for Coach Moses Harper, but wow, what is he stepping into? Coach Harper, who had been the wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator this last year under first-year head coach Ryan Held and had come in from another MIAA program in Missouri Western, has taken the head coaching job at Lincoln University. And Lincoln University is now leaving the MIAA at the end of this academic athletic year. July 1st is always that time. They're joining the Great Lakes Valley Conference starting this fall. But not was not only was Lincoln 0-11 in football this year, they haven't won a game since 2019. And what is it, 10 games in the last 12 years or something crazy like that? Lincoln football is looked at as one of the worst programs in any sport in Division Two, and Coach Harper is going to try to find a way here to get that thing started in the right direction. I'm not even going to say turn around, start in the right direction. If Bill Snyder could do it at Kansas State, Coach Harper, I think, would probably do it at Lincoln if they give him an opportunity with some resources. A lot of mixed emotions here because, one, for a coach that you know, super happy for him to be able to take over his own program. But for Lincoln University, as you said, guess what? The last time they actually won a game was one game a year, a couple of years on and off, versus Northeastern State, the other doormat in the MIAA. The last time they won more than one game was back when they were in the Great Lakes Valley Conference because they had been in the MIAA for decades, left the MIAA, went to the Great Lakes Valley, left the Great Lakes Valley, came back to the MIAA, (laughs) and now are going back to the Great Lakes Valley. So – it's a much better conference in terms of fit. It's, it, it focuses them further east in Illinois. But for Lincoln University, they didn't hire somebody who had been a coordinator before. Coach Moses has been a position coach. So for them to find him, that's super great for Coach Moses. Speaks the world about what they think of him. But it's not exactly a highly sought-after job. And for him, his chance to put his stamp on it, and as you said, see what he can do in the Bill Snyder realm. Well, let's continue our football chat. Tice Westland is so gracious. We had some technical problems yesterday, and he agreed that uh, he would talk with us again today as the defensive end out of a Wyoming and Pleasanton. Doug Duda, Brandon Bennett's Tice, I think we're all good to go today. Thanks, my man. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me.
See, there's the voice. Everybody now hears Tice, and that's 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 what we got. You're back out at Laramie, but uh, there's so many things we want to talk about. A, just congratulations on the great season that you had here with your first opportunity to give some significant comp- contribution out there at Wyoming. Appreciate it. Thank you. Tell me a little bit, because a lot of players can go through this. I, I guess I would say this is old school. Now we're so used to guys having that opportunity to play as a freshman, but you go out there, you redshirt, you didn't play last year, and then you're on the two deep this year and contribute and see some of the videos and what you did in the bowl game and things like that. What were the two years like before getting to mix it up this season? Well, the first two years I was stuck on the scout uh, defensive scout team helping out the offense and just being on scout team, it really tests you if you love football or not because you just it's grind away and you're not quite as good or where you want to be at yet and you're going up against the starting offense. So there's you got a lot to learn from there, from scout team, that is. As you're, as you're taking those scout team reps, is that montage from Rudy <laughs> – going through your mind, all the lumps that you're taking, knowing that hopefully you're making a small deposit and a small deposit in a bank account that one day you'll be able to withdraw from, and then how sweet is it to be able to withdraw from that account and then end up with the team going to a bowl game? Well, that's, it was such a great feeling. Just keep piling away at scout team, and then finally this year I get moved up and then get to play in some games and make the most of my chance I got. So. It was a really wonderful feeling. Tice Westland joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Who kind of took you by the hand or the, you, you were the wingman of, because usually there's an older guy or somebody that's in the position that you're fighting for, and they, they kind of show you the ropes. Who was that for you? Uh, well, my first year here, we had Garrett Crawl, and he was super knowledgeable, and he was great. And he just taught me a lot and helped me grasp like the whole understanding of our defense and then uh, another guy he solo solomon bird he transferred to usc from here but he really helped me with technique and stuff in that part and just having those two were a big help for my freshman and year after tice every time you make a jump whether it's from junior high to high school that's a big jump and then obviously from high school to college and going to Division One, that's a big, big jump. What has been the biggest jump for you, and what's been your biggest growth area? Um, I'd say my biggest jump is, like, back in high school when I thought I was tired in a game, I'd kind of just, like, slow down. But coming here, going through all the conditioning, I learned how to, like, push through it and just give – every last ounce of energy I have. And uh, what was the other question? I'm sorry. What's your biggest area of growth? Obviously, they they got you on a weight program. I would imagine the schemes are a lot more complex than what you had in high school. What's been your biggest growth area? Uh, I'd definitely say learning the playbook. And instead of thinking about the play, I just know it, and I'm able to react and move much faster than I have been so that's definitely my biggest growth just uh, I remember when we talked to Tyson he decided that Wyoming was the place he's going to be and that's always kind of an eye-opener when you have a small school let alone an eight-man guy 
Uh, Tice was one of the first guys in the last couple of years. Now we've had a lot of eight and even a couple six man guys that are getting the opportunity to go division one. And we talked about, yeah, you had the frame, but they were going to fill you out at the collegiate level. I think uh, coach rush, who's no longer out Wyoming kind of got you started there. How about uh, filling that frame out? Do you feel that uh, you're, you're at the playing weight that you'll be at for the rest of your career, or you still got a little more work to do? I feel like I, I can put on probably 15 more pounds maybe 20, just trying to put on good weight and see if I can still move good. And as long as I can move good, that's all that matters. But, yeah, I still need to put on about 15 pounds or so is my goal to be playing that. Talk about that experience that you've had. Obviously, you're miles and miles away from home. You've got a whole new cadre of players and coaches. And you said the playbook. A lot of guys, when they think playbook, they're thinking offense, but there's also a defensive playbook. And then obviously to be able to go to a bowl game, I've been to a couple of bowl games as a fan, but that's a whole new experience there. Just talk about the totality of that experience that you've had at all those levels. Well, bowl games, they're so fun because we get down there like it's four days before the game and the bowl game committee, they have a bunch of activities laid out for us to do. And this year we went to – can't really remember what the place was called. But it was like a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. And it was. And we got unlimited food there, and <laughs> it was so fun. And then we went. We we were at this nice hotel at the Arizona Bowl, and they had us do like a four v four golf tournament with two teams of four, and that that was fun. And the hotel was just super nice too. Everything about the bowl game was great. Now, word is, because Tice is pretty, uh, like most guys, pretty competitive out there, they have something called the Cowboy Tough Challenge out there, and I heard that you were part of the winning team. Explain, and this doesn't have anything to do with the bowl game, but explain what the Cowboy Tough Challenge is, what was involved, and and how you guys uh, were able to win that. Well, I think there's about five teams in I want to say around, I'm not sure how many people are on each team, but what you do is you go through six stations, and there's six reps at each station, and you have to go through it without making mistakes. And if you get a mistake, you get marked down as a reload, and then the team with the least amount of reloads wins like the whole Cowboy Tough uh, conditioning series. And it's like... It goes on for like six or seven weeks thing. So whoever, whatever team has the least amount of reloads through those week, weeks wins. And and tell, <clears throat> tell the folks what the prize was for the winning team. Uh, we got like a, so a nice sweatshirt and then like those WWE, WWE belts yeah. with Cowboy Tough champion on them. Those were pretty sweet. Speaking of prizes, Tice, I've got to ask, what was the swag bag like for the Arizona Bowl? Well, we got this really nice Lululemon backpack and then some really nice sweatshirts and, like, these waterproof boot deals. So they spoiled us for sure. What's it like? Because not, I think Wyoming is safe and Nebraska would be safe. Midwest schools are going to have – 
some smaller towns. Not everybody is from Omaha or Los Angeles or even Cheyenne in, in Wyoming's case. Uh, you got a few other guys out there that grow up in towns of less than 500 people? Um, yeah, we, uh, we have this kid, Justin Herb. He, I know he played eight-man in high school, I'm pretty sure, and then he went to a JUCO. Now he's here, so I'm not sure what town he was from, but definitely had to be pretty small. <laughs> so I think it's just me and him in that boat. Other than that, nobody really is from a small town. When you mention eight-man football, does the air get sucked out of the room and people are like, wait a minute, explain that to us? Or for the other players there, so if it's just the two of you on a almost 100-person roster, that's a small percentage of those that have played. Is there a general awareness of what eight-man football is? Have other guys from large cities even heard of it? Uh, not really, no. I mean, the first time – They've seen something different. Is like with the Wyoming uh, state football when they see the six man, it just that's mind blowing to them because all they're used to is eleven man. So when I say that I played eight man, I have to explain it a little to them because they just can't grasp it. Tyce Westland's with us for a couple more minutes here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Back out in Laramie, getting ready for. Uh, winter conditioning with the Cowboys coming off a 9-4 and four season. And what a fun season it was, too, because it got started off by knocking off a Power 5 team, Texas Tech, in double overtime. It's 10-10 in the fourth quarter with Texas, who makes the college football playoffs. I guess, Tice, everybody can dream big. How close is this team? We're going to talk about the coaching changes, but uh, what's this team got coming back for next year besides you? Uh, next year, I believe... For our defense, we just lost one linebacker, one D-tackle, and we, one corner. Other than that, everybody else is coming back. And then for the offensive side, we got pretty much the whole offensive line coming back, except Frank Crum, who he was a big part of the team. And then receivers, we're losing two receivers, I think. But... We're, I feel like the offensive side will be a lot better and more more explosive this year then just with all the tools we have and new coordinator. Just excited to see what he can do. Yeah, Tice, talk about that, especially with, with your position there at defensive end and having the coach move up and, and Jay Sovel taking over the head coaching job from that side of the ball. How will uh, Maybe it's too early to tell, but how will things maybe change for you? And all your guys in the defensive end position. Uh, well, kind of like throughout last year, we sprinkled in some formation or defensive set where one of the DNs would drop back and play like a linebacker, and we'd run a little three front. So hopefully this next year we do more of that, so I could play some more linebacker. It's always fun doing that. What was it like playing for Coach Bull? Not everybody has a one-on-one relationship with their head coach, but what was it like playing for Coach Bull, and what was it like getting that comeback in the bowl game to send him and your team out as a winner? Well, playing for Coach Bull, it's fun, and he's definitely an old-school coach. He likes to run the ball and defense, just always have a hard-nosed defense. I loved playing for him, and then that just to send him out with that, when coming back against Toledo with that field goal, 
it was just a great feeling to be able to give that to him for his last game with us. And it's been a while, but Mike Grant, obviously, on the staff there with you guys, and uh, he, of course, uh, now is an associate head coach and works on the offensive side, but he's a Nebraska boy, played there, coached there. Any relationship with Coach Grant at all? Uh, Not really. I haven't talked to him that much, but probably talked to him a little more throughout the years, try to build that relationship. I know that Mike Grant knows who Tice Westland is. We have a <laughs> we have a mutual coaching friend that keeps up to date with Coach Grant from time to time. He knows who Tice Westland is because he is a Nebraskan from our area and loves to talk about uh, talk about uh, Tice and the way that Wyoming is playing some football here, Brandon. That's exactly right. And being able to have those connections because you got to be able to find somebody from somewhere. Craig Bowles been here at Carney High scouting guys and. Obviously, been in Pleasanton, too. No doubt about it. Okay, one more for you, Tice. Any point during your time there in Laramie where you're going, huh, my high school coach was pretty smart, and another time where you went, what was he trying to teach us? Obviously, his high school coach, his dad. Be careful, Tice. (laughs) Be careful, Tice. This will be podcast one day. (laughs) I mean, one thing he's always told me is just to keep a chip on my shoulder coming from a eight-man school and being like just little recruited and just always keep that chip on your shoulders through every practice and every game and every workout just to work to be better than your competition be better than everybody else so I say that's definitely I can see what he's talking about now with saying keep that chip on your shoulder well I'll tell you what I haven't been to a ton of away football games, but been to enough. I still say the Nebraska at Wyoming game over a decade ago now was my my favorite, even with USC, a chance to travel out there. I think Lar- I've got some family that live out there up the road in Casper, so been out in Laramie a couple of times. Uh, obviously, here's your Ord reference, although it's Alaria. Randy Welniak is like second in command of everything that happens in Wyoming athletics, the great quarterback, uh, quarterback at Ord for a long, long time, and then went out to uh, Wyoming and had a very successful year and uh, it just it seems like a great community is it what do you do when you're not playing football out there Tice uh just hang out with my roommates and or we just get some people from the football team go to the rec center play some basketball just anything to kind of fill the time you still fill it up on the basketball court a little bit Oh, I've definitely <laughs> lost my shot. I'm going to get your rebounds and defense. <laughs> See, there you go. Help in any way you can. Well, Ty, it's great watching you. Always great seeing the stat line every once in a while, seeing some uh, video of how you're doing, some of it when I'm over at Pleasanton or talking to the folks. But uh, congrats so far. Half the career kind of in the rearview mirror now. It's still a great couple of years, hopefully ahead of you. And uh, we'll do it again, Ty. All right? Thanks, man. All right, sounds good. Thank you. You got Tice Westland, defensive end, Cowboys of Wyoming, and, of course, uh, what they've got going on over there at Pleasanton out of there. Uh, helped his team go to the state finals uh, one year as well at uh, Pleasanton. So has checked a few things off the box. So great to n- not just see a local athlete do well collegiately, but also by doing well be a contributor. Because sometimes people go and they do things and they never see the field. And for him, there's always that chance. 
but it seems like he's got a really great fit here. And I mentioned earlier, Coach Bowl has been here in Kearney a number of times. In fact, to this day, probably the best suit, the best dress suit I've ever seen any man wear was wow. at the corner of the end zone at Bearcat game. And, in fact, I recognized, like, who is that guy in that suit? And, like, the entire press box turns and looked at me like I'm, idiot, like I'm an idiot. That's Craig Bowl. Oh, just at that time. Yeah, just at that time. <laughs> and I'm like, that is the nicest suit I think I've ever seen a man wear in my life. So, Craig Bowl showed up recruiting guys from Kearney, obviously from, from Pleasanton. And those guys are contributors. It's really great to see. Doug and Daddy's show here in the Midway Auto Dealership broadcast booth. Midway Chevrolet Buick GMC. Midway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Went through the Midway experience yesterday. I'm going to tell you what. They were moving vehicles. Took mine in. It was time for the oil change. Sometimes you just drive right up. Door pops open. You drive it in. They had vehicles all over the place. And I never, I don't, I, I don't. I mean this in a positive way. So many guys and gals were moving and working and they were busy. And they got me in and out in no time. Whether you want to leave the vehicle there, whether you need some transportation, whether you want to wait in their great waiting room where you can have a little drink and uh, maybe enjoy some downtime, they'll take care of you. So it's not always about buying a new vehicle. They're going to take care of you through the entire process as well. Check them out at your Midway Auto dealerships or go to thinkmidway.com. Midway, it's a better way. A new sauna may just be the ticket for better health this year. Hello, this is Doug Datterding inviting you to see how using a Finlayo sauna can help your body detoxify itself, reduce stress levels, shorten cold and flu viruses, plus much more. We offer state-of-the-art traditional Finlayo saunas utilizing steam and aromatherapy oils or Finlayo infrared saunas. See us at Detterding Stores in Kearney and Grand Island. Choose better things at Detterding's. It's a quality of life. Did you know that in downtown Kearney, you can get a banner to show your support for your local sports team, a graduate, or really anything you want to tell everyone you're proud of? Copycat Printing has paper banners, vinyl banners, yard signs, even collage boards made out of paper or foam board. Come on into Copycat today. They're your printing headquarters. Their professional, friendly design staff will help you with everything from start to the finish of any printing job. Think, shop, and buy local with Copycat Printing of Kearney. Online at CarneyCopycat.com. Imagine a job where your inner child could be released. Franklin County Roads is here to make your inner child's dreams come true. Make a good living maintaining the roads of Franklin County. Come on, what little kid didn't want to drive a real taco machine and play in the dirt all day? To find out how you can help get started living your inner childhood dreams, stop by the Roads Department at 1215 G Road, Franklin, Nebraska, or call 308-425-3710 from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. Don't have a CDL? That's okay. Franklin County will pay for your schooling. Franklin County Roads Department is an equal opportunity employer. You're watching sports on one of the many TVs, and all of a sudden, you get hungry. That's okay. If you're at Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney, they not only have all those TVs, but they cook too. You never have to stay home and watch alone. Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in Kearney has a full menu and a full bar. Jersey's offers daily lunch and dinner and drink specials. Get to Jersey Sports Bar and Grill in the Vista Point Shopping Center in North Kearney, where the game and the grill are always on. Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business, and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable, offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. 
Five Points Bank Innovative Technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings. The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clutter Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations, Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner. Doug and Danny's show, ESPN Tri-Cities, in just a moment. We're going to give you a chance to win those Nebraska tickets to the men's basketball game Saturday with Northwestern. We were able to give away one set yesterday. We're going to give away the second set today. Again, that game with Northwestern is Saturday at 1.15. It's alumni weekend, so Danny Nee's going to be there. Eric Pikowski, a lot of legends in Nebraska basketball. And sometimes you got to say that tongue-in-cheek because we know there's not that many, but there's still quite a few, and it'll be a pretty cool uh, Saturday experience, so we're going to do that for you in a moment. You're still proud of who has come through the program. To flip things around here, we talk all the time about all the legends for Nebraska football. Well, certainly Mizzou football doesn't have nearly as many legends. And see, you're 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 laughing yeah. derisively, but whenever Brock Olivo or Brad Smith or you know Corbin Jones, those guys come through, still well celebrated. So you know you've got those legends, not as many as the other guy, maybe but you still celebrate what they did, and you're awful proud to call them yours. couple athletes of the week for the Huskers in what we call the fringe sports, track and tennis. I don't remember the last time we talked about a men's tennis player of the week out of the Big Ten, so that's cool. Anton Shep, he's out of New Zealand. He joined the Huskers at a transfer from UT Arlington. And then Henry Zimmerman back on the track and field team. He was third in the Big Ten in the weight throw in 2022, was out last year, but then broke the school record at the Graduate Classic over the weekend, 73 feet six and three quarter inches yowza so uh they've got a couple of players of the week there we mentioned yesterday uh when our loper link was in peter yazvak now confirming that the uh newman wrestling duel will be made up on sunday afternoon january the 28th here in Kearney. they're getting ready for the Eunice hospitality duels this weekend at the buffalo county fairgrounds the high school teams compete tomorrow doors open at 9 15 and then they open at 7.30 on Saturday, and the college wrestlers will get going. UNK will face uh, their new uh, member, Washita Baptist, out of Arkansas in the MIAA, Maryville of Missouri, and 18th-ranked Northern State. Uh, they've also got a couple of reserve duels that are going to be going on out there as well. And this coming down this morning, they're getting closer to having their roster ready to go. The Omaha Supernovas, the professional volleyball team one of seven across the country getting ready for their inaugural season at the end of the month uh, had to reach their mandatory 18 person roster limit uh, yesterday had to waive four players among those waived Kearney Catholic UNK setter Maddie Squires and uh, when we talked to Maddie she knew she said hey I'm going to be the third setter on the team I'm going to have to do something really special to uh, impress the coaches we got some Olympian type of national team players that are on the squad. So, Maddie, maybe 
signing with another team, maybe kind of one of those uh, practice uh, players that uh, they might keep if something happens. But uh, she had that opportunity, and uh, maybe if somebody moves on, Maddie will get another chance with the Supernovas. Sometimes that's all you can ask is just for that opportunity and for her to be there. That very likely will open a door, if not with the Supernovas, then either within another team in that league or maybe even another league. And does it continue? She was talking about does she want to continue? Does she want to play again? Does she look at overseas uh, again? Does she try to find another league? Uh, we're just glad to have her here, of course, was on staff at UNK this past year with her dad as the head coach. Also want to let you know that uh, we've got high school basketball coming up tonight here on ESPN. Kearney Catholic will host Aurora on the Vibe 98.9. Wood River is at Shelton. Should be some really good basketball games. And uh, both of those doubleheaders scheduled to get underway around 6. Some makeup games tonight. Adams Central is at Grand Island Northwest. McCook is at Minden. Overton is at Brady. And also uh, tonight, Grand Island will be playing at Lincoln East. We also have been informed that the given Bill Foster Wrestling Invitational, which was uh, waxed out on Saturday, is going to be made up Tuesday afternoon in Gibbon on the 23rd. Superior is going to do theirs on the 22nd. The interesting thing with all these is, okay, where I was wrestling, it's not like basketball, where I was wrestling, uh, can't go. Oh, Superior's open, Gibbon's open. You may have some new and different teams, and maybe not all the original teams will be there either. And if you think it's bad where we are trying to reschedule, I was talking with (laughs) a buddy of mine that lives in south-central, southwestern Iowa. Their school was out of school for seven days, seven calendar days. So not only did they miss a full week, but then all of those basketball games, trying to get them rescheduled here mid-late in the basketball season, they are – there's a lot of those high schools that are going to be playing back-to-back days, get a day off, back-to-back days. Yeah. Normally wouldn't allow that, but you got to squeeze them in. It's not quite that bad, I don't think, here. But then when you miss seven straight days, it's tough to try and squeeze stuff in. Well, well, well over half of the games that were postponed or flat canceled. Right. They're not making them up. Uh, wrestling tonight, Carney High is at home against Columbus in another top-10 duel. North Platte is at Grand Island Northwest. Uh, Minden will be hosting Central City. That should be an interesting duel. Aurora is welcoming Milford and York for a try. Ord is at Broken Bow. Uh, Hitchcock County hosting some teams out in a quad. Wilcox Hildreth hosting Brady, Highline, and Loomis in a quad. O'Neill's at St. Paul. Red Cloud Blue Hill has a try with Donovan Trumbull. And Hershey coming in in Gothenburg is at Holdridge. All right, let's uh, talk about P.J. Smith Seeds, your Fontenelle hybrid dealer for corn, soybeans, sorghum, and alfalfa. Getting into year three of the business, they continue to grow along with their customers. They're right there by your side to answer questions and solve problems all year long, not just during the seed recommendation process, but from planting through harvest, Preston and the gang at PJ Smith Seeds are going to help you out. You can check them out online at pjsmithseeds.com. Right outside the city of Kearney, they're here to serve the Platte Valley area, 293-5468. They've even got a Facebook page, and you can see how they're transitioning from Fontenelle into Channel Brand over the next two years at PJ Smith Seeds. All right, here it is. Let's give you a chance to uh, win these basketball tickets, 888-455-ESPN. That is the Billy Jacks fan line, Billy Jacks Pizza in Kearney, the best pizza around, 888-455-3776, 888-455-3776. I want there to be a Nebraska basketball fan getting the tickets. Who led Nebraska in scoring last night at Rutgers? 
who led Nebraska in scoring last night at Rutgers. First correct caller gets the Husker tickets, and we'll wrap things up and get you to Where's the Line right after this. The University of Nebraska, located at the U.S. Meat Animal Research Center, four miles west of Clay Center, Nebraska, has permanent openings starting at $18 per hour and higher pay with experience. Positions include custodial two position, farmhand, and cattle ranch hand. Excellent benefits with all permanent positions include medical, dental, vision, employer-provided life insurance, up to 185% matching retirement, 13 paid holidays, vacation leave, sick leave, 15 college credit hours per year for employees and dependents, and an on-site fitness center. If you're interested, they are willing to train the right motivated person for all positions. To learn more, apply now at employment.unl.edu and search Clay Center as the keyword. That's employment.unl.edu. Keyword Clay Center. Or call Sheila Trampy at the UNL Personnel Office at 402-762-4150. When the passing of a family member occurs, too often loved ones have too little information on planning the funeral. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl developed their website to provide both information and comfort, etiquette, and common sense. Visit hlmkfuneral.com. The more you know, the better they can provide additional comforting guidance during life's most trying time. Horner, Liskey, McBride, and Kuehl Funeral and Cremation, providing steady, comforting service as they have for nearly 100 years. Escape Ordinary by heading to Cunningham's downtown or Cunningham's on the lake in Kearney. You'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town, happy hour specials, and great food. An outstanding place to relax with friends after work, on the weekends, or any time to escape everything. Plus, you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location. It's a great time every time when you escape Ordinary at Cunningham's Journal, on the bricks, and Cunningham's on the lake, Kearney. Doug Daddy's show, ESPN Tri-Cities. Glad to have you along with us. Mike McCarthy coming back to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm fine with that as a Dallas Cowboy fan. that has been asked about that, and uh, I'm fine with that. It wasn't Adam Schefter, but one of those national guys, Scott Van, Scott Van Pelt, one of those, talked about how every year Mike McCarthy lays a major egg, and usually it's in the playoffs whether it's the first game, the divisional round, the conference yeah. championship. Well, it's good that we're getting to the playoffs. Some, as we, I'm saying as Dallas Cowboy fans. At some point in time, he lays a major egg. And unfortunately for Cowboys fans, that's the egg that they laid. And it it was bad. Wasn't even a good bad egg. It was a bad, bad <laughs> egg. Congratulations to John from Hastings. He knew that Bryce Williams was the leading scorer last night for the Huskers, so he's going to the basketball game, or one of his friends is. He's got the tickets to go to the game against Northwestern coming up on Saturday. Uh, with all due respect to my co-host tomorrow, I want to throw this one out to you okay? because it's something that uh, Murph and Tim did on The Vibe yesterday. The Television Academy had their 75th uh, anniversary of the Emmy Awards right. earlier this week. They put out a list of the top TV moments of the last 75 years. Okay. And <clears throat> I always say, you know, now with YouTube and social media, things just pop up out of nowhere. And, I, you know, like something to me that when I see it, I go, that is so cool. That's one of the coolest things that is. And this isn't, I mean, like, it could be TV series. It could be news. I mean, obviously, one of the big things on here is the coverage of the 9-11 attacks and mm-hmm. things like that. And then there's 
television shows and a, a couple of the you know series finales are on there, but just moments that were captured on television. And they're not all on there, but something for me was like I, James Corden and his carpool karaoke. I don't stay up late enough to watch that, but mm-hmm. you get to see it. I mean, what he did with Paul McCartney to go back home when he was over because he's from England, from London. And to see that, that's one of those things I said on the air. I said, when Paul McCartney passes, that'll be one of the things that they should show because it's one of the latter things that he's ever done uh, in public over the last 10 years besides continue to make music and and things like that. It was really cool. Uh, The last episode of MASH, things like that. Uh, There are very few sporting events that are out there, although there are some that are associated with the Super Bowl, like the Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake thing, uh, Michael Jackson uh, performance. Uh, what when, when you think of things like that uh, from your television viewing, what pops into your head? In terms of something that occurred in my lifetime, and it's something I can still tell you where and where we were and what we were doing, we were in the fourth or fifth grade when the Challenger exploded. And it was one of those that was still big enough. It was a whole school assembly. Mm-hmm. And you watched it en masse in the entire school. Horror. And then you you see that. And, of course, we're 10 years old. We don't know exactly what's happened. But, obviously, something had gone wrong. So I can remember that. In terms of comedy moments, for me, it's the Johnny Carson Tonight Show bit that's old enough that it's black and white where the guy was throwing the hatchet against the silhouette and gets him right between the legs. And Carson has that ability to slow things down. Ed Ames, I believe, was his name. That's who it was, where he slows it down, and he's got the two hatchets, and he's banging (laughs) them against each other, and he just lets the crowd have that moment. And you've got to have a lot to be able to not capitalize on that moment right away. And then, of course, his follow-up line about didn't know you were Jewish. Yeah. You know, adds adds to that. Those two, the one that was in my lifetime, and then the comedy bit, obviously, before I was even a glimmer in my dad's eye, those are the two, really, that stick out for me. Uh, I'll read them the top ten real quick here, and then we'll, we'll move on. I think uh, – Whitney Houston, this was not, but a, a couple other sports ones was Whitney Houston yes, singing the National 91, Anthem at absolutely. the Super Bowl. Uh, that was another one in there that had a little bit of yeah. sports with it. Number one all-time, uh, according to – Moon landing? The, to, yeah, it was the moon landing. Uh, was uh, was uh, from the Emmys and, and from the television uh, society here, Television Academy. That was number one. The World Trade Center on 9-11 was number two. The Beatles' performance on Ed Sullivan was number three. The premiere of the uh, television show documentary series Roots was number four, mm. which is pretty high, which is pretty high. Then Walter Cronkite announcing the death of mm-hmm. President Kennedy. Takes his glasses off, yeah. yeah. Number six, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, okay. which would have been pre-us or little mm-hmm. kid us, like one or two. I didn't remember that actually being covered live, but it must have been. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood uh, had an episode uh, where I, I, I'm not positive about this, but it's saying Mr. Rogers invites Officer Clemens yes. to share a waiting pool on a hot day, and I believe that's a black-white yep. uh, integration type of thing. Black Officer Clemens, yep. Rogers is there with his shoes and socks off and invites him to share a pool at a period of time in in American history where blacks and whites did not share pools. Because later That's on, a big one. I thought later on it has the Star that. Trek moment where Lieutenant Uhura and Captain, Captain Kirk, Kirk kiss. kiss. Yep. Uh, so that was number seven. Mash's final episode, number eight. Number nine 
is MTV's first music video airing, which at the time I, I can see that I have I, I don't know how to feel about that because it definitely changed culture. But where did we grow from there? And then the premiere of Saturday Night Live was actually number ten, oh. just ahead of uh, Elvis's performance, and then the space shuttle uh, explosion was actually number twelve on the list. There's a lot more out there. You can Google it if you want. I thought it was a pretty interesting list just to kind of discuss. I knew most of those top 10 when we were talking about it yesterday with uh, Murph and Tim on the vibe. All right, tomorrow on the Doug and Daddy Show, Jimmy's rolling in. We're down to the final eight. Uh, The Sweet 16, I guess, if you are the Elite Eight of the NFL uh, playoffs, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, Also, uh, getting you ready for the weekend in sports and hopefully not too much weather moving in tonight where we have to worry about any more postponements. Don't forget the Luke Platt Conference Wrestling Tournament is Saturday. That's up at Luke City. We once again will be covering that uh, on the Vibe 98.9 Saturday afternoon. And thanks again to Tri-City Storm head coach Anthony Noreen for joining us up in Fargo. Best of luck in their next three nights. And to Tice Westland, the defensive end from Wyoming. Pleasanton graduate joining us from Laramie after a great season in his first one on the field with the Cowboys. Brandon, have a good one, my man. You too, man. We'll see you tomorrow here on the Doug and Daddy Show.